The Rated R Radio star, the Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow is here for you for, well, a little uh, bonus content for Zomia One Underground members. And what this is, this is something I plan on releasing for a while as well, but I've really put this through its paces um, as late. And so now I feel a lot more comfortable in reviewing it. And that is, and I know this is going to surprise everybody, and I'm going to say this right at the onset, right at the beginning. Fuck Google. Okay? Fuck Google. There, we got that? We got that? Okay. We're trying to bring down that Sinister Six, baby, and you know what I'm talking about. The Sinister Six, of course, being uh, the, you know, the main tech giants uh, of the bunch. That being, of course, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, and we can toss Samsung in that mix, making for six. Um, And... Well, let's, let's, so, you know, to be clear on that, now I've said on Sovereign Tech episodes, like the first one we're going to take down is Facebook, and then we move on from there. So fuck Google, but that's not our primary target right now, okay? (laughs) So what this is a review is, as you probably saw from the title of the episode, is a review of Google Fi, which is Google's MVNO uh, service. Now, you may have heard about on a recent Sovereign Tech that actually Google and Dish, as in Dish Network, Uh, may end up buying up, there's a merger going on between Sprint and T-Mobile that is probably going to go through. But there needs to be, or one of the stipulations or one of the suggestions kind of getting bantied about um, by the U.S. government to allow for this merger to occur, is uh, there needs to be, you know, basically a larger fourth network. Now, there is the potential, apparently, for that larger fourth network to be Google, uh, you know, a, a, an amalgamation between Google and Dish. Um, that would not be an MVNO. That would be an actual fourth carrier. Um, and, you know, this, this might end up happening. But for right now, and for a few years now, and it's something that has changed dramatically over time, uh, Google has had its own, again, MVNO, which runs off of U.S. Cellular, uh, T-Mobile, and Sprint's uh, networks, Okay, their 4G and whatever else networks, um, which is Google Fi, and they've had this for a while. Or it used to be Project Fi, then they renamed it to Google Fi. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, hey, Stallion, if it's fuck Google, what are we doing on Google Fi? Because I have been using it. It has been my uh, uh, telco for some time now. Uh, well, here's, here's part of the deal. One is, look, there's no telco that's good. They're just, no, stop, stop. There isn't. All of them are basically government organizations. Okay. I mean, and you know, let's, let's make that abundantly clear. Okay. Going with Verizon or AT&T or whoever is in, is no better than going with Google. That said, um, you know, also if you use Android, okay. Now if you're using an iPhone, a little bit of a different story, but if you're using Android, Okay, you can say this is mental gymnastics. No, I'm just talking about the reality of the situation. Look, in my perfect world, I don't even have a smartphone in my perfect world. I, you know, I don't even have to deal with telcos because they don't, you know, they don't exist or at the very least I get to choose. I get the option, which right now I don't have the option. I'm a working man. Okay. Uh, I have clients. I have people all over the world who are trying to get in touch with me all the fucking time. Do I like it? I mean, I don't mind the money, but I don't No, I don't like it. All right. Um, again, my perfect world. No, I would not have a, I wouldn't even have a smartphone. Okay. Let alone having to deal with a telco. So I'm not trying to justify anything. I am just saying, okay, now if you're using an iPhone, a little bit of a different story. If you're using Android, Google's collecting all of your data anyway. 
right? And adding in some other telco like uh, Verizon or Sprint or whoever is just giving your data to somebody else. And we know about this, especially with Verizon. Fuck, I mean, like the super cookies that you had to use Firefox to like even try and block. Oh, fuck that shit. Anyway, so Google Fi. We got all that out of the way. We got the disclaimers out of the way. Let's talk about Google Fi as if it were more of a consumer review. How about that? Because Google Fi actually does a shit ton of things right. uh, And really, I think, shines a light on how much the other telcos really do wrong. And they do. So Google Fi, as I said, is an MVNO, meaning it's a mobile virtual network operator, whatever, um, that uses, again, Sprint, T-Mobile, and uh, uh, U.S. Cellular, sorry, U.S. Cellular's lines, or, you know, I, I always call them lines. That's the way I think about it with a telephone. That's it shows my age. Uh, but their network, their networks, okay? To, and one of the unique things, now it also likes to take heavy advantage of Wi-Fi, okay? And we're going to talk about that, how it takes advantage of that, because it really, really does. Um, how it does this is that, now initially, up until recently, and we're just talking in the past few months, Google Fi was only available on very specific phones. Okay, usually it was the Nexus line of phones uh, or the Pixel line of phones. And then there'd be maybe one or two other devices that would get tossed into that mix. Um, Particularly, and it was considered the budget option to get onto Google Fi for about a year until they opened it up to all phones, including iPhones, um, was the Moto X4. Uh, which is the phone that I use. Um, it's the phone that I've recommended to a lot of people. Um, I, I mean, and, and everybody that uses it. I, I know I read the reviews like on Android Police for the Moto X4, and they're like, oh, it's a subpar phone with a shitty camera. A shitty camera is a feature, not a bug. <laughs> but regardless, you know, as this, as this, I don't know what the hell these people want their phones to do. I really have no concept of what their phones are supposed to do. And in fact... Google Fi can help you get past the smartphone in a very real way. I'll explain why. Um, but, you know, Ellen uses a Moto X4. I mean, you know, there's Moto X4s all over the place. They're, they're, I think they're a, it's a fantastic phone. And also, if you're somebody that likes to use Lineage OS, it's a great phone for that as well. I love the Moto X4. I could do a whole separate review on it, but a phone's a phone. If it does the job, it does the job. And this one uh, does the job. Anyway, so a unique feature of Google Fi is that those specific phones, before it was opened up to all phones, Google Fi, uh, you know, allowed for a very unique form of network switching where it could instantly and seemingly seamlessly switch between T-Mobile, Sprint, U.S. Cellular, or Wi-Fi as needed. Okay, now the Wi-Fi part is interesting because you can, and this might rub a lot of people the wrong way, and I understand, um, you could turn off Wi-Fi. Google Fi will automatically, at a certain point, turn it back on when it starts detecting a lot of Wi-Fi networks. And the reasoning behind this is seemingly a benevolent one, okay? Uh, and And its benevolence comes from, or its supposed benevolence comes from the fact that Google Fi has a very unique paying structure where depending upon what kind of plan you have, okay, if you're a single, if you're just, if you have a single person plan, as in there's only one person on your Google Fi plan, it will, uh, it'll only, the, your bill will top out at $60, 
Okay. Because basically it charges you after the initial 20 bucks, you're going to pay 20 bucks a month, no matter what. Okay. But after that per gig that you use of data, it'll charge you $10. So if you use uh, like three gig of data, it'll charge you $30 a month. If you use four gig of data, it'll charge you $40 a month. If you use five gig of data, it'll charge you $50 a month. If you use six gig of data, it'll charge you $60 a month. All of that pricing is pretty competitive and comparable with, you know, even your other MVNOs like straight talk, which I know that you can get like unlimited with them for like 45, 55, something like that, but it's in that range. But once you get above six gig, they don't charge you anymore. They, they, it'll just be a flat fee of 60 bucks and they don't throttle your internet or your, your data until like 15 gig, I think. Okay. Now, so that's very, very interesting. You know, that, that, that paying structure, that a la carte paying structure, but here's where things get unique. Now, well, before I get into the unique, let me tell you about, so if you have multiple people on this plan, not just one person, uh, if it's two people, it will top out at, at when you get to a hundred gig. So basically your, you, your bill, even for two people could never get above a hundred dollars. Okay. Now this, it's interesting because this kind of makes you a data minimalist where if you're not on Wi-Fi, okay, again, you know, Google is trying to save you money and trying to force you to use Wi-Fi more than using cellular networks. You could say that this is benevolent. Probably what's going on here is that Google has to pay T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular to use their networks. Okay, and so this will be interesting. If it's true that Google and Dish are going to become a fourth carrier, I'm curious what the pricing structure is going to look like at that. But if you just end up switching to Wi-Fi whenever there's a Wi-Fi network around, then, you know, that's less that Google has to pay out to its, its uh, you know, cellular partners. Okay, so it's benevolent in a way. It saves you money, but ultimately it saves Google a shit ton of money. And that's probably the real reason that they do it. But it works very well. It saves you data. And again, it does save you uh, save you money on that. Now, the unique part of a couple of the unique aspects of Google Fi is are that one, you have free tethering. Now, a lot of those MVN, other MVNOs, Straight Talk, I don't know, what whatever, Virgin Mobile, the, all these other ones. What they will do is, is they will, uh, they won't even offer. I don't even think they offer tethering. Tethering is where you can turn, you can turn your smartphone into a Wi-Fi hotspot. Okay. And so it will allow you to connect, say your laptop to your mobile connection. Now you might not want to do that because again, you get charged per gig with Google Fi. So that can become an expensive proposition. However, if you're very careful with uh, you know, if, if you have a very like minimalist setup, which I have recommended software minimalism, account minimalism, all that, if you have a very minimalist setup on your laptop, um, and you know, you don't have a million tabs open and you don't have all this other, like all the software running in the background, even things like steam or whatever, uh, that's not such a bad thing, you know, to where you could use your laptop more and basically just use your Google Fi phone as, or powered phone you know, as, as a, uh, you know, as, as well, really like a router, you know, as your, as your internet access point. Right. So I like that a lot that you get the, that the t- free tethering is an option, which again is not commonplace among telcos. 
Okay. So that's one of the things that they do right. And something to consider, especially if you're a single person, it's a really great deal because you're not going to, you're pro it's going to be a challenge to get any plan that's under 60 bucks or significantly under $60 where you also get tethering. The other part of this that makes that $60, that, that, that top limit of $60 price tag, very attractive. And even if you have other people on, if you have a couple of people on and it's still, you know, it tops out at a hundred bucks, it's still worth it in my opinion. Um, because what the average internet bill costs you, I don't know, 80 bucks depending, because usually you have to get it, you know, with it's through a cable company and you have to get it with, um, you know, with, with a TV package to get the higher speeds of data and all that, because, well, frankly, cable companies know most people are just part of the cult of Netflix and they're not going to watch your average cable channels anyway. So they got to sell, sell this stuff somehow, but regardless of that, um, you know, it's still a good deal. But the other interesting part of this is that it is free. Uh, you know, when you go abroad, when you go global, okay. And you cross, you know, these invisible lines known as borders, uh, when you cross those, you know, you, you, you get free international, uh, and now it's not free international calling or free international texting. There are charges that come along with that. Uh, and they're, I don't want to say they're significant, but they're not the lowest that you could get in the world, which is ironic considering what, um, you know, considering like that, that Google voice didn't always charge a crazy amount for international calls and texts, but regardless, um, you do get free international data wherever you go abroad. And it just, it's the same pricing structure that a la carte per gig pricing structure that Google Fi has, uh, you know, in the U S in your home country. So those are a couple of really nice features because that's another thing that you don't get a guarantee of. Now, I mean, me, when I've traveled abroad, when I've traveled around the world, I'll usually, especially like if I end up in Europe, I'll buy a European SIM card and just use that for like a month you know, or whatever. And usually that's only like 30 bucks and that's significantly cheaper. And, you know, most European like data plans are pretty, pretty phenomenal, especially compared to American ones. As far as price, I know that comes from ugly taxes. I understand, but regardless, you know, using that as the smarter bet as to her, but now with Google Fi, well, it just fucking works everywhere. So rock and roll, you know, and, 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 and just keep using Google Fi, uh, wherever you go. So that saves with the problem of having to switch to another SIM card and all this. It's very handy. And these are especially the free tethering. I think the a la carte pricing is interesting and the, uh, you know, having the, the free international data which I mean, I know that like T-Mobile and Sprint and some others now they're offering free international international data as well. Um, these, this is where Google Fi becomes a very interesting proposition, but wait, there's more. Here's where it gets particularly interesting. Now, well, I could get into, you know, the issue of like with any MVNO where you're usually dealing with them through an app and you're not actually going, you can't go to a store and get your problem solved. There's not always people that you can call up and get great customer service or quote unquote, great customer service. Like say you would with, uh, I don't know, supposedly with Verizon, even though I don't believe that, uh, but with other, you know, whatever major telco, uh, that you're dealing with now, speaking of Verizon quick, Verizon has a MVNO kind of service called visible, which is very similar to Google Fi and is probably designed to compete with Google Fi, but it has a very limited has an even more limited amount of phones that you could use with it than frankly, 
than frankly Google Fi did before they opened it up to everybody. Speaking on that on that opening it up quick, I, I know I'm kind of getting off off track here, but speaking on that opening up, um, you can use Google Fi with any phone now, but not every phone has all of the features or has the you know the proper tech and the proper kit to where it can use all the features like the instant switching, uh, you know, between Wi-Fi and the networks and everything that, you know, say a Google Fi ready phone has. Um, maybe that's coming. Maybe 5G is going to change all that. I, I'm not exactly certain on that. But if you really are seriously considering Google Fi, either go with one of Google's phones or get the Moto X4. By the way, the Moto X4 is great because actually it has like every fucking antenna in it that you could imagine. I mean, you could even use it with a Verizon service if you wanted. Uh, But regardless of that, anyway, the more interesting thing with Google Fi, and this is one of those ones where you really, because this is in beta right now, and where you really want one of those Google Fi, we'll say certified phones, like the Pixel phones, Moto X4 and so on. And that is, there's, so if you go into the Google Fi app, um, A, the app gives you a lot of great easy features. It has like easy voicemail and recording of voicemail, uh, call forwarding, you can set all that up. There's great right built in where you can block numbers and spam detection and all that. Kind of similar to what you could do with Google Voice. Um, that was really nice. But uh, you can go to Fi Network Tools within the Google Fi app. And here, there's only one tool in there right now, so I don't know why it's plural, but it's called Enhanced Network, okay? And what it does, this is what turns on that auto-switching between Wi-Fi and, uh, you know, and, and your, your, your mobile data. Well, it, it actually allows it to auto-switch back, where it is detecting your Wi-Fi signal, and if your Wi-Fi signal is too weak, it will switch back to mobile data, okay? Which is, I mean, a smart feature, you want to talk about privacy concerns and all this? Sure, they are there. However, I got to give Google credit where it's due with this. And I've brought this up on Sovereign Tech already before when I first started using Google Fi. And that is Google Fi, with this enhanced network that's in beta within Google Fi, it activates a VPN that works both on your mobile connection and on your Wi-Fi connection. Now, this especially when it's on mobile or particularly when it's on mobile on Wi-Fi doesn't matter, but when it's on mobile, it creates a approximately a 10% increase in the amount of data that you use. So if you're trying to be slim on data, you got to keep that in mind that there's going to be a 10% increase. However, I have found it nothing less than interesting and vindicating that Google is basically admitting what I have been saying on sovereign tech for years. And that is you should be using a VPN at all times. There is not a single device. There is not a single moment in your digital life where you shouldn't be using a VPN. And Google has, is basically admitting that by having this enhanced network feature on their own telco service. Okay. And so this will, it'll create like a little, the, you know, the, if, if you're familiar with Android and using a VPN on Android, there's a little key symbol that'll show up that, that says that you're on a VPN, you know, and that your connection is somewhat secured, right, with that key. Uh, it'll have that key symbol and the little G on top so you know you're connected to Google's VPN. And yes, this is Google's VPN. Does that mean that Google is uh, collecting all of the data of what you're doing? Yes, they are. However, they are also ironically encrypting it from their mobile partners, Okay, from T-Mobile, from Sprint, 
from US cellular. It's also blocking it from the ISPs that you're connected to when you're on Wi-Fi. This is, while it's all that data is going to Google, this is a very good thing. And if one wanted, if you wanted to play the mental gymnastics, because you're using Android, potentially all this data is going to Google anyway. So really you're just cutting out a bunch of fucking middlemen in, in using this. And I leave it on. I leave it on because fuck, it works great. It auto switches with the rest of the network. And you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so goddamn hilarious. It is so hilarious. And I've even torrented. I've torrented over this, um, and I and I've torrented some stuff that would uh, potentially raise red flags with ISPs, and there have been no red flags. So Google's not reporting shit; they're just letting it rock and roll. Is that could that time come? Maybe we'll keep an eye out for that. But regardless, this might be the standout feature that they are. You know, unlike any other cellular provider. They have the, in fact, I don't even think visible does this, which is the one, the, 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 the MVNO or cellular provider that is the most comparable to Google Fi and how it works and with its payment structure. Um, it's interesting. No one else does this. Google is the only one doing this. And it, in my opinion is absolutely the right move. This adds on to once again, again, fuck Google. We said that earlier, but where Google is ironically the tech giant that is doing security the absolute right way. For example, you can, with Google Fi and all this stuff, you can have, you can have uh, Google's advanced protection program turned on to where to even log into your Google account, uh, you, you know, Gmail, whatever, you have to have a YubiKey. Okay. Now every Google Fi phone has, I mean, not, you know, one that's, that's like sold as part of Google Fi right now, they've opened it up to everybody. But before that, before just a few months ago, um, you know, every Google Fi phone had NFC, it had to have NFC. That was, you know, that you could use your YubiKey 5, right? And you could just tap it onto the phone and that allows you to log in. But your, your entire account is complete, is protected the right way using a YubiKey and only a YubiKey. And if you lose your YubiKey, can you get your account back? Yeah, but it takes a few days because Google wants to make sure it's like, it's really you. I mean, they're doing this right. Then this feature of having, you know, the, the VPN on all the time, be it on mobile, mobile data or on Wi-Fi. That's that absolutely. That is the right way to do security. Giving you free tethering, free international data, all that stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what every, every cell provider should be doing because it's just fucking data. It shouldn't matter. You know, I mean, the reason that there's like crazy fees around, you know, phone calls or even texts, it doesn't have to do with the fact, I mean, that has, that, that's a holdover from landlines because that it has nothing to do with the fact that somehow it costs more to send that stuff over, you know, phone lines or anything like that. It's all just like these, these ancient regulations that exist where there's, there's, you know, fees and taxation around that, but data, the, no, that that's, that, that's not part of the program. So for that to be there, I mean, it's just how it should be. And any cellular provider doing anything less is just robbing you. I mean, they're kind of all robbing you anyway, but they're just robbing you. So Google Fi, I have to give it credit. This wasn't meant to be a long episode. Um, I have to give it credit where this is exactly if we, I mean, again, in my perfect world, 
I'm not even using cellular service. I'm not using a smartphone, okay? But in the world that we exist within right now, and, you know, where we go to work, we work, we have clients, we do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is how, a, if we had to have cellular uh, service, this is how these things should work, in my opinion. And also, I mean, even the a la carte pay structure, I think, is how is how things uh, really should work. I mean, Google's, you know, they're taking everybody else to task. And the fact that no one else, I mean, Google can... Google's got to be subsidizing the way these plans work to some degree, but granted, they make plenty of money through other projects that they do that uh, that they can pull that off. Um, so I don't know if ever, if any of these other companies are ever going to jump on this type of pay structure uh, or if they're going to get into the free tethering. The international thing, a lot of telcos have jumped on where they're not charging for data on that anymore. They are still charging for the calls and texts, but then so does Google Fi. Um, but the VPN thing, Again, yeah, you could do that. You can just buy, you can have whatever telco you have and you can pay for a separate VPN service and more power to you. I'm not arguing against that, but to have it baked into the broader part of the actual cellular service that you're getting, I mean, that's just, it's, it's the right move. Now, another nice feature with this, um, that I haven't, I haven't really had much opportunity to explore, but you can, you don't, now you can add people to your plan. But you can actually also just add devices, meaning that like if you had a smartwatch with LTE, you could just add that device and it would just add to your data uh, plan that you have through Google Fi, which is very nice. And, and as far as I know, there's no charge on that. Same thing with a tablet. Okay. And the beauty of that is, I mean, you, you know, like AT&T and whoever else, like they charge for what is AT&T's feature? It's called number sync, right? Which for fuck's sake, don't use that (laughs) because that that's a security exploit. I've seen it happen where, well, anyway, you know, they say, well, I want it to go to this device. And then somebody has access to your SMS logs because they actually get it sent to like a whole other phone or something. Uh, it's pretty crazy, but, um, regardless of that, anyway, with Google Fi, that's not, that's not really the case. Um, because again, with Google being your cellular service as well, you can have your entire Google account really locked down and you don't even deal with this. I mean, this is another security feature where you don't even deal with the fact that somebody could call up, you know, like, I mean, what could happen now is, is you, you have SIM swapping, right? Where basically, or well, there's other terms for it too, but basically a person could call up AT&T, pretend to be you and say, yeah, I need access to my account, whatever. And then they get your SMS and maybe have your two factor stuff set on SMS and they get access to, I don't know, some kind of exchange account of yours or some kind of account that has some degree of monetary value. Uh, you know, as to where with Google Fi, if somebody calls up, you know, to say, I mean, Google Fi is not just going to hand over the keys to the kingdom. You're going to have to verify that you're you on that device. When you log in with your Google account, even to get access to Google Fi, you're going to have to attach that YubiKey. The person probably doesn't have your YubiKey. If they do, you should have already been calling up everybody and deactivating that YubiKey and activating another, okay? You know, if you think your YubiKey was stolen, um, there's just, again, fuck Google, but a lot of what they added into this is the right moves, It really is. And it's better than it's leaps and bounds better than anybody else out there. Partially because of the fact that through the Google advanced protection program, you can make it so that you can only log in with the YubiKey. Now, Apple, I hope that they jump on this because YubiCo, the company that makes YubiKeys has not a partnership, but they have developed 
uh, YubiKeys now that will work with Apple products. So I'm hoping Apple goes this direction. I hope every company goes this direction. But they need to go that direction. And they need to make it, it can't be like what Microsoft's doing. Because sure, Microsoft allows for the use of YubiKeys, but then also it's just one option. And when you, you know, when you go to log in, if you don't have your YubiKey, it gives you other options to log in with. And you don't have to have your YubiKey. That is a flaw, okay? And Google's advanced protection program solves that flaw where it says, no, you, you can only use your YubiKey. You have to have your YubiKey, and that's it. That is the right way to go. That, like, that's how it should be done. And so add on to that your cellular service. I mean, look, if you, know, if you wanted to get saucy, I mean, shit, you know, say you and another person, you want to go, you know, you, you get an RV or whatever, you're going to go travel the world and you just want to go and rock around. I mean, to have your communications and your internet only be, you know, with Google Fi, only be like, and again, it works pretty well across, I mean, there's some parts where I've seen where Google Fi didn't work, where like, say, Verizon is still king in the U.S., but in other parts of the world, I don't think that, that that's so much of an issue. If you In other parts of the world where if like T-Mobile and Sprint don't work and who they partner with um, you know, around the world, that's probably because no cell service really works there, okay? And you're going to have to get like a satellite phone or something. But if you wanted to, you know, I mean, I could, I could picture a pretty enterprising couple, you know, get, hopping in an RV or something and just traveling around and you only pay a hundred bucks to handle your communication uh, total. Like, cause again, it tops out with two people. It tops out at, or if you're a single person, it tops out at 60 bucks or a hundred bucks. And you just set this thing on constant tether or whatever. And you always have it plugged in. Um, I mean, you know, you could live a pretty minimalist, inexpensive life off of a Google Fi plan, you know, and do your work remotely. And again, no matter what you're doing, it's never going to cost you, say, more than a, you know, more than a hundred bucks for that. That's fantastic. And to have all that security, you know, locked in and lined up on that. I mean, I got to admit, you know, for like your more digital nomad types, this is a seriously attractive option. Seriously attractive. I mean, fucking hey, like why why you wouldn't jump on this? I I don't know, um, because you could. I mean, this saves you from having you know an internet bill and a phone bill. You just have both built in. Um, there's a lot of options, a lot of creative stuff I could imagine. You know, like with the Google Fi plan, even if you're not somebody that makes a ton of money, frankly. Uh, so something to consider. Again, all of the security features are done right. But I recommend, if you're going to go with Google Fi, you're really kind of doubling down on using Google stuff. Now, like I said, if you're using an Android phone, Google's already collecting all that stuff anyway. You might as well cut out, you know, the, the, the middlemen of the other telcos. But don't just go with Google Fi. Make sure you sign up for Google's Advanced Protection Program. Buy, the, buy YubiKey 5, okay? And if you want to do this on the cheap, go ahead and get a Moto X4. You can get them for like 150 bucks. It's insane, the price that you can get that phone for. And it's a fine, fine and dandy phone. And if you want to spend an extra 20, 30 bucks putting 128 gig uh, SD card into this into this thing to where, I mean, fuck, because then you could do torrents right on the phone and shit. I mean, I, I don't, you, you call your ball. Okay. There's a lot of options here. Uh, yeah. Just make sure that, again, you, you go with that, with the advanced protection program from Google. Everybody should, if you have a Gmail account, everybody should have that set up. Fucking everybody. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I'm not recommending to use Gmail. I mean, fuck, use Fastmail. Fastmail also allows for YubiKey authentication. But you get my point, 
Okay, so there's a lot of interesting options here. Uh, again, the coverage for Google Fi, I have been, I haven't really run into any any major issues. Okay, and really, it's only been in like maybe in more northern parts of New Hampshire where I run into spots where I don't get a connection. Um, but I mean, you're dealing with three separate networks here, and yeah, I mean, you're going to get coverage pretty well if you, if unless you're, I mean, the only argument you have is because I mean, these are places where even AT and T didn't work. The only other argument you can make is using Verizon. And in that case, I would recommend going with, I, I think it's called visible, but you gotta, there's very specific phones that you can use for that. Um, I mean, that's another option, but that's where I would go. If you really, if you're way out in the boonies to where that's just the only thing that works fine, you can't use Google Fi, but then maybe go with visible at that, that stage. Uh, or, you know, which is a Verizon company anyway. But as long as you are in an area where there is some competition in what network you can choose, I think Google Fi is a, just a complete no-brainer. Okay, fuck Google. And when the time comes when Facebook crashes and we start taking down Google, okay, then we'll cancel our Google Fi subscriptions. But by that time, hopefully we don't all, we are also at the point where we don't really need smartphones. But well, anyway, now people probably think I'm talking crazy, but okay. So that's it for this. This is your little Google Fi review. Uh, again, I'm, I'm very, very impressed with this. And that, that enhanced network feature is, I mean, it makes such a statement about how we should be using our devices to where VPNs should be on at all times. And Google says it right in the app. This is for your security, your privacy, blah, blah, blah. Granted, it's not protecting you from Google, but if you're using Android, you're not protected from Google anyway. So have a good day. <laughs> and I'm not knocking Android. Okay. I, I've, I am literally the guy that has written the security manual for Android devices. You are talking to, you are listening to the guy that wrote that book. Do you understand? I have to update it, but also no one else has really done it. I am. And I was the first and I am and well in other people's own words, the best. I'm not saying that they say that. So there you go. You're talking to an Android guy. I'm not knocking Android. I'm just telling you the reality of the situation. So I think Google Fi, especially if you're in the Android platform is very much the way to go. Uh, as long as where you generally live and interact, uh, is a place that uh, that has some competition with networks so and you don't have to rely upon verizon because i know there's those parts of the country where no you have to use verizon i'm well aware so anyway all right that's going to wrap this one up for this little bonus content for the zomi one underground uh more content to come throughout the month of july 2019 lots of great stuff a lot of catching up to do i will see all of you whoo, on the other side